I am the doctor, this is my section. Earth is under my protection. Planet of birth is Gallifrey. I've got two hearts, your life is safe. Run into the master raw messy. Come on, Alonzo. Alonzi. I am a time lord. No, I'm not rich. Twelve bodies are men. Now it's time for a switch. Don't look like that. I'm in great health. You were expecting someone else. Regeneration. Oh, such fun. When I say run, run, run. What's up, my boy? Peace and sanity. Sorry, I must dash. Reverse the Polarity. Sometimes I'm north, but always a limey, wibbly, wobbly, timey, wimey. Jump in the TARDIS, go for a ride, it's bigger on the inside. Exploring all of time and space, oh, what's that? Exterminate. Cyberman or Daleks, maybe? Would you like a jelly baby? Time's ticking, we'd best go, a new adventure, Geronimo! I am fantastic, so are you, best come with me, I'm Doctor Who. Welcome to a brand new episode of D4WH. Woo-hoo. I am your host. I'd go so far as to say that what this country really needs right now is a Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> I'm Adam O'Sullivan, joined as always by my co-host, my faithful companion, it's Nakia Schutt. Oh, I'm your faithful companion. <laughs> yes. Oh, really? I cheat on you all the time. I'm always- Oh, no. I'm on every podcast. But you have sex with all your podcast hosts, is that correct? Absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. Fantastic. I've got to know whether I want to stay in this podcast or not. <laughs> and that's how you test? Wow. Yeah, that's how I test. They're really shit. I hang around. I must have been not that crap then. No, no, you, that's, no, no, you were really shit. That's why I hung around. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you felt pity on me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, right, right. Uh, excuse me. Hang on. This is a pity podcast. Go oh, ahead. right. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to the brand new episode of the Pity Podcast. <laughs> With your host, Boohoo, it's me, Adam O'Sullivan. <laughs> and me, I, I condescend to help you. <laughs> I have deigned to join you. It's Nakia Shut. Yay! Please welcome our guests. The Time Lords only resurrected him because they knew he'd be the perfect guest on this podcast. It's improviser and sketch comedian, Reese McCain. Oh, hello. Thank you for having hello. me. I'm, I'm also on this podcast out of pity. Uh, oh. Adam and I had sex and I was just like, wow, oh. this guy really yeah. needs to lift his game. I'll throw him a bone. Yeah. I'll throw him a bone. <laughs> so boost his confidence somehow. So, ladies or other podcasters, if you're out there, uh, you know, want to pity me. Uh... <laughs> Come over and have sex with me. Oh, God. Uh-huh. During, a, during a lockdown, yeah. <laughs> Disappoint. <laughs> Happy to disappoint. But do know that you are also committing to a one-hour podcast record afterwards. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but but a, a thirty-second sexual experience. So you know it evens yeah. out. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I call I call uh, my sexual encounters mini episodes. <laughs> And they can be found on our Patreon. <laughs> I think you're really, uh, you're really talking them up a bit there. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Reese, uh, as we do with all our uh, new guests, what is your history with Doctor Who? Uh, well, my history is, I think it was this season that we're looking at today, season three. I think the second episode, or maybe like the end of the first episode. No, because the first episode was with Donna, right? Uh, no, no, yeah. the, well, that, that was, was the Christmas, Christmas episode. episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it might have been the, the end of the first episode of the proper season uh, that I caught on ABC TV. And then, yeah, we watched Dr. Tennant's run. Dr. Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, Dr. Tennant, PhD. That's thank right. Thank you very much. <laughs> He didn't play a fake doctor on TV just so you could call him Mr. Tennant. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. I always refer to him as Dr. Tennant. <laughs> Even broad Dr. Tennant. You see that great uh, great new mystery show where Dr. Tennant uh, plays a detective? <laughs> that's great. 
Uh, my first name is David. Uh, no, no, I think you'll find your first name is Doctor now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt Smith's seasons were a little bit not as enchanted with, but we sort of stuck it out and then dropped off towards the end of that and then came back for Peter Capaldi a bit, dropped off and watched a lot of the Jodie Whittaker seasons, but not all of them. Sure. And and what what year are we talking? Is this when they came yeah, out? Yeah, as it was coming out. Reruns? Oh, okay, yeah. right, sure. This was a really, I thought this was a really good season, even though Martha as a companion gets quite a, it doesn't get a lot of love, but I think it's a good season yeah. to kick on kick into There's because so many great it's episodes. got some great yeah, yeah great episodes uh, at one point the doctor goes you know it's like if someone uh likes you but you they don't know that you exist and it's like jesus stick the boot in mate. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, he he is an ass a bit i love that both uh martha and jack look at each other mm. like yep. yeah yeah I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Jack's uh, intentions are quite as pure as Martha's. I no. think he just. He, he just has lust towards the right, doctor. Right. <laughs> well, my intentions towards David Tennant. Oh, sorry, Doctor Tennant. Tenet, 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 yeah, we Dr. will refer Tenet. to him as, as that from now on. They are also not pure. I'd have to say. <laughs> All right, our episode today is the Sound of Drums, Series Three, Episode Twelve, directed by Colin Teague and written by Russell T Davies. Originally aired on the BBC Saturday. June 2007. We start as we always do with a short synopsis. The Doctor, Captain Jack and Martha arrive in present-day London to find out the Master has made himself Prime Minister. The Hooby gang go on the run whilst Martha's family are locked up. Harold Saxon announces that Earth will become friends with the alien species the Toclophane, but it turns out they work for him and the Master takes over the world. With the Doctor and Captain Jack captured and only Martha Jones free, how will the Earth be able to withstand the sound of drums? <laughs> I love the song at the end. Yeah. Voodoo <laughs> comes the drums. Yeah. yeah. So cool. I, I just recently did an improvised Doctor Who class and uh, we were talking about the hallmarks of Russell T. Davies' you know, run of Doctor Who. Mm. And one thing I had forgotten is that Russell T. Davies always slipped in like a pop song somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like in the first series, it was a Britney Spears song, this Voodoo Child. Tainted Love. Yeah, next episode, there's another, there's a Scissor Sisters song. Yeah. I, I actually really liked that. He was, he's really good at pop culture. He's really good at referencing pop culture and bringing it in through the songs and stuff. I love that about when he was the showrunner. I thought it was really cool. And it works so well for the Masters character as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> of oh, course, when yes. he's bringing about the end of the world, he wants to jam out to a great song. And his <laughs> his wife is so into the song. She's just like watching all the oh, top yeah. of the fan come down. And she's I just like, could oh, talk yeah. about her wife for Ever. Like she is she is crazy. Just that dancing, yeah. that hypnotic, like she's not even it's like her character isn't fully committing to dancing. Yeah. It's like she's <laughs> she's hypnotized, but she's also like, Oh, I have to dance. Okay. I know, but I love that about her. She's so you can tell there's something going on. You can tell she's been hypnotized yeah. from woe to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because the master doesn't normally have a companion, but she's his companion, but he can only get one by hypnotizing them. <laughs> it? Yeah. It's really quite, you know, it doesn't say much about him as a person, does it? Would you like to hang out with me? Not really. How about now? <laughs> yes, thank you. It's much like Adam's <laughs> approach with the pity. So yeah, it's got to yeah, use yeah, alternate yeah, exactly. sort of means of, yeah. Yeah. So I hope later on when I play a song, you'll both uh, weirdly dance to it. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Oh, that'll be just me normally dancing. <laughs> if, we, if we're talking about the music a little bit, though, I th- I, yeah. the title of the episode, The Sound of Drums, every time the drums come in, 
it feels mm. so like it just feels good. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is we're really building to something here. Yeah, it's yeah. like a musical refrain yeah. where they play the theme of the Doctor over and over again. It's it's something we recognize, and when other people start playing it, that that really plays into the intrigue of like how do other people know what's in mm. the Master's head? Yeah. You know. But I mean, I think that's because you know I'm not a big fan of the Master in the classic sure. series. Yeah, and I just found this Master what I thought he should have been in the classics. He's really, I mean, the stakes are high as high. He's under control. He's worked within the system and he's as nutty as a fruitcake, <laughs> but it works. And I know I read that John Sims said he didn't want to play the character as crazy as he did, but I really think it works because those, if you had that dr- those drums in your head, that would send you nuts. I mean, John Sims is just amazing. Ooh. Is Adam gone? Yeah, Adam's gone. Mm. He was great. Did you ever watch uh, Life on Mars? Uh, I watched a few episodes of Life on Mars. Yeah, that's where I, I knew him from. I knew him from uh, State of Play. I think he's really good. Ah, well, in Life on Mars, he plays a good guy. Yeah. So watching him as the master, I didn't want him to be a bad guy. But my goodness, he made me laugh so many times. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's so, it such a funny episode. Yeah, the people have said, you know, when he keeps opening the door, hearing the screaming, yeah. closing the door, that, that it's a bit overdone. But I think it's perfect, absolutely perfect. I think that worked so well because you weren't expecting it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's such, a, it's such an obvious comedy bit and he's like <laughs> such an evil person and it's Doctor <laughs> Who, which is sort of hammy, but you don't expect that level. Yeah. And so when he keeps doing it over and over again, I, I, I laughed out loud at that point. Oh, me too. I laughed out loud quite a few times at his character. And then the doctor's so serious against him, which I find, or Dr. Tennant, yes, uh, is Dr. very Tennant. serious in, in, in against yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Have we lost Adam completely? I think so, but that's fine. I think we should just continue the episode. I'll yeah, be yeah, Adam. Yeah. Okay, you be Adam. I'll be me. Hold on, I need to get up like a in-depth uh, synopsis of this episode. So we start obviously uh, with them returning to England, and there's a master is readying a fleet of rockets to attack other worlds. Oh, that's the next episode. I messed up. Oh, wrong one. It's it's harder than it looks. Jeez, yeah. this guy. <laughs> He must have had to actually do some research before the episode. Oh, yeah. I think he watches it, reads a bit, you know. I think he does about, oh, I don't know, 10 hours of research because he'll come <laughs> out with the most bizarre facts yeah. that you could not possibly know. He's trawling forums from around 2007 just to find, like, ah, obscure. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So the, the Lucy and and the Master works really well. But what did you think of the American president? Well. I think knowing what we know about uh, presidents since then, <laughs> no, it's quite a contrast. I know, that was quite, I was sitting there going, mm, I think he's making a bit of a commentary on politics and the state of the American presidency. I thought that was very clever. Yeah, it's like throwback to a time where only one of the politicians in charge was a git. <laughs> yeah, well, no, they're all gits now. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on. His internet died, give me a sec. We'll see if we can come up with some uh, gold for him to use. Okay, okay. I've got nothing. Yeah, no. <laughs> we need him. We need Adam. We do. I can't believe I've actually realised I do need Adam. This is sad, <laughs> sad state of affairs for me. It wasn't pity. It wasn't pity. We, just, we <laughs> no. just need him so much. You never realise how much you need him until they're gone. That's what happens. The Joni Mitchell philosophy. Good old Joni. I think the thing I really like about 
this and it's good for me to go back because I think I got a little bit sick of Russell T Davies for a mm-hmm. while. It's really good to go back and see the stakes are so high yeah. in this. Like you you start to feel a bit overwhelmed with how the hell is this going to work if he's old and everyone's kidnapped. He's back. I'm back. Hello. Sorry. Yeah, we kept talking. Well, what we were really saying is that we realised that uh, we did need you. It wasn't a pity thing. Yeah. <laughs> we were lost without you, Adam. I can't wait to hear the file and see what you said about <laughs> it. It'll be great. <laughs> but uh, we, were, we were laughing about the opening the door and hearing the screaming, closing the yeah. door, opening the door. There's so many funny moments. He is a very funny character compared to the Doctor's very... Yeah. Um, the, do- the Doctor doesn't do a lot of comedy in this episode. He He's very serious of, you know, we can, we can be together, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you think about it, I mean, they are the last two. I think when I first watched it, I was thinking, well, why don't you just kill him, for God's sake, get it over with. Yeah, well, and Jack and Martha mentioned that at, at one point as well. We could just go up behind him and snap his neck, yeah. But the, what's good about this is that the stakes are very, very high. Like the the last episode, you had some time to sort of slowly learn what was going on, whereas this one is just bang, straight into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's straight into it. And, you know, and considering that this whole episode has to lead up to the master winning, uh, it's quite interesting that at the end of this episode, the Doctor has lost, essentially. It's, yeah. it's one of the first, mm. one of the only episodes where we see the Doctor has lost. Uh, and then the next episode is all about, you know, what happens and, and the Doctor winning. Uh, spoiler alert, if you don't know that the Doctor wins every <laughs> single time. <laughs> But it, it's very st- – I remember the first time I watched it being really stressed about how the hell they were going to get out of this pickle. Yeah, because the Doctor being aged, that was a mm. was big stakes there. And he, the Doctor looked so impotent in the episode. It's interesting because when this episode came out, you know, I knew a little bit about the Master just from what I'd heard and it sounded like, oh, this is the Doctor's evil arch nemesis. It's it's the, it's a big baddie from the, the classic series. And then it's not t- until you go back into the classic series, like you, you say, Nakia, that yeah. they, they only really had two Masters. They had the first Master who un- unfortunately, unexpectedly, par- you know, died. Roger Diaglo, I think. Ro- Roger Delgado, yeah. Degado, that's it. And then Anthony Ainley, who, uh, as you say, uh, was was kind of crap, really. Yeah, really poorly written and, you know, not not used properly. He just sort of turn up and try and take over. The, this In this one, John Sims Master, you know, he's been clever. He's built himself into the system instead yeah. of just turning up at some point going, I'm going to be the emperor of chaos. Yeah, yeah. We literally watched an episode where basically his plan was to impersonate the king, even though the king, he didn't kidnap the king, he impersonated the king so he could try and tarnish his reputation <laughs> or something. It was it was so weird. And d- delay the Magna Carta. Uh, Not stop yeah. it, just delay, just delay it. it a bit. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. Shit idea. So, yeah, John Sims Master always trying to take over the world is a little bit more high stakes than that. Okay, I've got to revise my plans for when I get a time machine because I was just going to go back in time <laughs> oh. and try to delay the Magna Carta. For sure. I, f- I feel embarrassed now that that was yeah. my idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You should. You should. Uh, scrap that one. Uh, what's plan B? Yeah, I mean, just be king 
King John, I think it was in that episode, because uh, apparently uh, straight after the Magna Carta was put into effect, he uh, he completely ignored it and just went on and did his own thing. So yeah, yeah, so stupid plan. I'm sorry, <laughs> Reese, but it's a stupid plan. Oh God, I didn't expect to have my whole time travel oh. dream shattered on this podcast. I thought it would be uplifted. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and you are working on a time machine. Is that correct? oh yeah? That's that's my main hmm. job. And yeah. it's not going well. I'm embarrassed for you, Reese. That's all I can say. Your plans aren't that good. Thanks. Is Thanks. it your main job or are you doing it on the side? Because as, as we know from all sci-fi movies, people who are trying to invent time travel cannot invent it. It's always some lone weirdo who does it in his spare time. That's my problem. Yeah, no, mm. I, it is my main job. The, and yeah, uh, it has succeeded go. in that a lot of my time has disappeared. Ah, but other than that, one. not really moving outside of the regular <laughs> bounds of time. Every time you see your boss, you're like, oh, my God, it worked. You're so old. And yeah. he's like, no, It's just been 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just been 10 years, Reese. What are you talking about? Fantastic. Uh, well, let us know how you go. Okay, and, yeah, I'll, uh, keep, I'll keep you guys updated. Sure, yeah. What I'll be able to do is tell you all the shit classic Who master plans. Yeah. Okay, and then so you can I can avoid those. Put them off your I, list, okay. yeah. That'll be good. Thank God. Yep. Let us know how you go in 10 years when we get you back on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> what, one thing about John Sims is that I feel like yeah. this take on the master, I feel like there's two... So this is 2007, right? Yep. Yeah. So this is a year before Heath Ledger's The Joker. Very similar. Mm. Yeah. Obviously laying the groundwork for that. It's also, mm. what, ages, ages before the Thanos snap. And at the end of this mm-hmm. episode, destroy 10% of them. It's yep. basically Ooh. the Thanos snap. So this is a, a truly influential uh, piece of media. And, and I'm pretty sure that the, they stole those ideas. Oh, 100%. It's, it's exactly lifted from yeah, this yeah. episode well, specifically. Well, can I say, when you see the, uh, the Valiant at the end, I was like, that looks strangely like the Helicarrier. Yeah, no, I was, that's exactly why I started thinking of, of the Marvel movies. <laughs> but then when you think about it, they're both basically just air ca- aircraft carriers yeah, in the sky yeah. with, uh, with drone blades on the side. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they do look very similar. I was like... When did the Avengers come out? They came out five years after this, so. And early on, John's, f- to give more weight to the Joker theory, yeah. John Sims is giving that master class on how to be funny. It shows <laughs> funny like this, as yeah, like yeah. happy face. Not funny like this, angry face. <laughs> I did laugh and laugh like <laughs> at that. It's it's quite it's quite interesting because I've often had conversations with people where it's like, why does the um, sad face have a upside down smile? Because when you're sad, you don't do the upside down smile. But John Sim does the upside down smile when he's like, no, not, not like this. You know, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm like, there, that's that's where the upside down smile comes from. Not only did the master influence the Dark Knight and uh, mm. the Avengers, <laughs> it also influenced emojis. Fantastic, mm. yeah. And, and he murdered people and Heath Ledger died. So, therefore, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, Life mm. imitates art. <laughs> John Sim. Maybe that's why John Sim doesn't come back on Doctor Who very often because he's like, every time I do, it influences <laughs> something in new media. Is John Sim's God, I guess, is the question we have to answer. <laughs> John Sim Thanos, yeah. Thick Thanos. I will worship him if if that is the case. I just love the fact that, and as I said to Reese, I think when you were taking a nap off the internet before. <laughs> yeah, sure. That he said he didn't want to be as mad, but Russell T. Davies really wanted him to to build up the mania. But I I think that that's what really works because the same with not as much with Missy, although I loved Missy, but um, the new master is you just don't know 
what they're going to do. They could be really nice and then turn on you in a second, and that makes them more threatening. And I yeah. think that's what works for the John Sims master. And who's the other guy? Uh, Sasha Dewan. Sasha. Sasha does it so well. So well. And I think I think that was a really good choice because when you when you do watch those old episodes, I mean I've only seen the one old episode with the master in it, but he's just a generic bad guy, all slimy, being like, Ha ah, doctor, welcome to my plan. You've fallen straight into my trap. Yeah, he's he's dick dastardly. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. he's probably gonna feel you up behind the railway ladder. It's like how did this guy <laughs> make an Im- influence on anyone? And it's also just very fun to watch. Like He's clearly having so much fun with it, and there's mm-hmm. lots of uh, like actually funny jokes throughout the episode. It's just yeah. very, very fun to watch it. And John Sims he chews it yeah, up, pulls it off so well. Yeah, yeah, he he steals the show in this episode. Yeah. It, it's yep. his episode. The Doctor is just a, a side character, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Doctor, Martha, and Captain Jack land in present day London. Well, 2008, which actually wasn't even present day when this aired in 2007, Ooh. because of various time timelines and stories, yep. the uh, the series is a year ahead of the actual time. The Doctor used his sonic screwdriver to fix the vortex manipulator so he could stop the Master, who escaped from the far future in Utopia. However, the landing is not very smooth. How do time agents get any work done if their mode of transport leaves them feeling like shit? Yeah. <laughs> well, what happens is you have to leave a week early, so yeah. then you can lie around, vomit, feel bad, yes. <laughs> get your get your job done that takes four hours, and then a week home. Yeah, because they call it out, and it's like a funny little. Oh, this is different from traveling in the TARDIS, but it's like no time agents probably have to do this like multiple times a day. Well, River does it. Yeah, but if it's ti- if it's time based, then multiple you could do it multiple times in a day without it actually being in the same day. Oh, mm. so they go they go half an hour before, so they can they can have a hangover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're looking for the master and realize that the new prime minister of the UK, Harold Saxon, is the master. They see this because apparently there's big screen TVs on poles on the high street broadcasting the news, and people standing around clapping at the TV as you do. Oh, all the time. How many times have you walked past a <laughs> Like, you know, Harvey Norman and seen a television, everyone standing around, cheering away. Yeah, yeah, just do it in a Harvey Norman, just clapping like, oh, sir, are you going to buy a TV? No, no, I'm just (laughs) clapping the new Prime Minister. Although, obviously, these days everything has moved to phones, so what you get is large crowds of people looking at their phones and clapping. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. The Master says the UK needs a doctor as the opening titles begin. The new Prime Minister goes into his first cabinet meeting, but before he does, he tells Martha's sister Tish, that her job is to stand there and look pretty, which is sexual harassment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, although it is the master. And as I said, he does look like, you know, the character was someone to take you around the back of the sheds and give you a feel up. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 2008. So that sort of thing is still accepted. Not like now, am I right? <laughs> Absolutely. Tish doesn't know what she's supposed to be doing at her new job under under Harold Saxon. And apparently she doesn't have a manager or co-workers because her first thought is to walk straight up to the Prime Minister of the UK and ask him what she should be doing. She's just a direct aide to the (laughs) Prime Minister. Well, she was a, a PR person when she worked for Lazarus. Yeah, I mean, shouldn't she start to get suspicious if she keeps getting these great <laughs> jobs and then people die or <laughs> try to eat up? I, I would go, really? I might start in the typing pool, thanks. My favourite thing is later on when Martha gets a, a phone message from Tish and she's like, oh, I've got a new job, and Martha just deletes the message. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Who cares? It's like the last yeah. time Tish got a new job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
the guy turned out to to turn into a monster. So maybe listen to Tish's messages when she's like, I've got a new job. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did he eat anyone yet? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, shit. Last time you needed the doctor. And that was like four days. That was like four days previous from there. Yes. Why was she checking yeah. the messages if she didn't even care about the messages? <laughs> It said she had like 25 messages and she checks one, one and message like, and goes, no. nah, that's fine. <laughs> well, that's pretty much me. You've got 37 messages, delete all. Yeah. Popular. Also, what a time in in, uh, in history where she still had an answering machine. <gasps> I know. Throw it back to mid-2000s technology. I thought I was the bee's knees when I got an answering machine. You were a beekeeper at the time, is that correct? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> oh, I have a joke about the bee's knees. Uh, why did the cannibalistic bee enjoy his breakfast? so much. I don't know. Because it was the bee's knees? Because it was the bee's knees, yeah. Sort of spoiled it by saying the punchline first, but... (laughs) But that's... I I came up with that joke ages ago, and it's like a classic... Like, it's the format of a classic joke, so I'm I'm pleased with that. And you just go to stand-up nights and just do that one joke. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and then you're like, I'm done, thank you, goodbye. (laughs) Thank you very much. I came up with that joke while watching The Road. You know that that post-apocalyptic <laughs> movie with all the cannibals in it. And you were oh like, God. what would help this movie? Yeah, just something to lighten it up. A joke. <laughs> all right, kid. We're, we're going to have to fight some cannibals, but first, sit down. I got a real funny joke to tell you. We're going to go through hell. They're like in that basement where they see all the people who are being trapped <laughs> to be eaten later by the cannibals and like, okay, Ooh. I know this is traumatic, but think of it this way. This reminds me of a real funny joke. <laughs> sit down. Okay, don't eat the clown. They taste funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, in the cabinet meeting, Saxon is not happy with his ministers when he sees who he sees as traitors. A jump shipped when they realised Saxon was going to win the election. He dons a gas mask and gases the ministers, which I'm sure no one will notice, like the cleaners, perhaps. <laughs> well, at some point, like their wives. As soon as someone in a room, someone who's like talking in a menacing way, puts on yeah. a gas mask. <laughs> I'm I'm not questioning him. I'm not trying to have a conversation with that person. I'm out. I'm getting the hell out of there. But they all sit there quietly like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be. <laughs> that was let's, very interesting. let's see. I don't, I don't want to miss what this is. Oh, I can't quite hear him over that gas mask he's wearing. <laughs> What's interesting is that the doctor created the vacuum in power to get the master or Harold Saxon in because he got rid of Harriet. Jones. Yeah. So didn't know what that would do, did he? I'm out of the loop on that because I thought, isn't Harriet Jones good? Yeah, she is good. And she was supposed to lead the UK for like three or four years of, of the golden era. But then as soon as he notices she has Torchwood, he's like, all right, let's kick her out. Okay, right. So it was because of Torchwood. They have some aliens. They come. They finally get rid of them, but they couldn't find the Doctor. The Slovene. The greatest, the greatest aliens in Doctor Who. No, it wasn't the Slovene. It was the Sycorax. Oh, you're right. You're and right. they couldn't find the Doctor to, to help them. And then the Doctor sent them away and she... Torchwood said we can kill them and she kind of went, well, you know, maybe we should because they'll, like, tell everybody to come here and she does and the doctor's quite shitty at her. So he brings down her government. Yeah, the the Slovene is the reason why Harriet Jones becomes Prime Minister. That's Mm -hmm. why I was getting those mixed up. Yes, yes. You're just obsessed with the farting aliens. Oh, I hate the farting. (laughs) I know know those, like, 
you know, I, I often point to that as like, okay, this is this is why Doctor Who isn't always good. <laughs> they mm. experiment with stuff that doesn't work, but I fucking hate the Slovene. But they at least they experiment. They don't. It's n- they're never safe. You know, yeah. they, they don't do it safe. I like that. If you love the Slovene, please let me know because I would love to meet someone who's like, they're my favorite. I love them more than the Daleks. <laughs> they fart. I don't know who they are, but I love them. They're my favorite. <laughs> oh, they fart and burp. Great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm all about that sort of thing. You heard my joke from before about the cannibalistic bees. Yeah, yeah. I love that sort of shit. You'll love them. They do say later on that the cabinet has gone into seclusion, but surely the staffs of all their ministers and their wives, like you said, would notice that they've stopped communicating immediately after forming government. And wouldn't the Downing Street staff notice that the ministers in seclusion aren't taking any food or bathroom breaks? Well, maybe, although if you work for a minister, I believe just not seeing them is a good day for you. So, (laughs) you know, you just go about get your work done and you don't get annoyed. But on the day that they take power, surely you want to communicate with them on that day. That's the most important day. No, that's like a holiday. You you take that day <laughs> off and then you get you get started the next week or so. You just party for a bit. They're like, "Oh yeah, all of the members of cabinet are doing having an intense bender because they want." Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, they don't they don't need me to get their normal cocaine order. You know, they've no, got they've someone else up. for that. It's fine. They're yeah, stocked, they're stocked they're up. They're in seclusion, which means we're locking these doors and we are going wild. I was, yep. was going to say it's like Weekend at Bernie's, which apparently is my idea of a party movie, but then I realised <laughs> that the point of that is a dead person. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Who's the dead person at your party, Adam? Is that you? <laughs> me, yeah. I'm the death of the party, yeah. Captain Jack can't get through to his Torchwood team because we find out later they've been sent on a wild goose chase to the Himalayas. Convenient. I'd love to see just bits of that. Like, that should have yeah. been in the credit sequence, just, like, little, little like, clips of the Torchwood people being like, so what, So have you seen any aliens lately? No. <laughs> or, a, like, a mini episode. Yeah, yeah. I love that when they have to pay for the sets, it's like, oh, yeah, they ended up in Cardiff like they always do. But when they don't have to, they're like, they went to the Himalayas, baby. <laughs> Jack shows the Dr. Saxon's websites, which include endorsements from Sharon Osborne and the pop group McFly, who were apparently big in the UK. And the awful uh, politician Anne, w- Anne Whittacombe. Yes, I was going to say, mm. the last endorsement is from Conservative MP Anne Whittacombe, who is well known in the UK for appearing on TV whilst in office. Yeah. Whilst it must be a funny cameo of a recognisable politician at the time, Whittacombe is a strange choice for Russell T Davies, considering she is anti-LGBT equal rights. Well, I think she's anti-everything. I feel like these yeah. people, were, Sharon Osbourne and Anne Whittacombe, were chosen because they are kind of <laughs> bad people. And so then yes. they're supporting. But they don't realise that when they're hired. They're just like, oh, I get to be in a, in Doctor Who? Great. But yeah. the whole their whole role in Doctor Who is supporting the evil guy. being, <laughs> And they don't, they don't take a moment to think, huh. I wonder if this has anything to do with my personal decisions. But at the same time, (laughs) Russell T. Davies was paying them, so. Yeah, maybe they were trying to show a spectrum, a wider spectrum. That's true. The boy band, Sharon Osbourne. Yeah, I don't know anything about McFly that would sort of put them in the same group as the other two. No, I don't know anything about them Have you seen Sharon Osbourne on Would I Lie to You? No. No? It is the most harrowing story that she tells. Her house was on fire and she (laughs) sent her assistant back in. To get her <gasps> dogs. Jesus. And her ah. assistant refused to go back in. And so she ah. fired her assistant. 
That was the well, that was the story, and everyone was like, "Well, obviously that's a lie because that's sociopathic." <laughs> but no, <laughs> it wasn't a lie. <sighs> and then she fo- then she would have followed up being like, "Oh yeah, and they sued me, and they won a <laughs> lot of money. Yeah. They are yeah. living on Easy Street right now because I am a monster." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I think I think then we didn't quite know how much of a monster she was maybe not yeah just a, yeah. she was yeah. just a reality tv star at that mm-hmm. time yeah i feel at this t- this point they're including these people because they're popular right so sharon osborne would have been popular because of the osborns at the time mcfly was a popular boy group although never as popular as one direction ma- mainly uk based and Anne whittacombe was just known for being on tv but yeah when you when you look into it it's like oh my god like Mm. Two out of these three people, I don't know what McFly have done in their spare they time. They must have but- done something. I mean, <laughs> Russell T Davies knew something about him and it hasn't become public yet, but just wait. Look look at the news. That's all I'll say. Yeah. You you haven't heard of the McFly massacre then? Oh, no. Right. I, oh, no. I won't mention it. Okay. I won't mention yeah, it. I, that's too heavy for this podcast, I think. <laughs> I'm not ready. They probably tried to reach out to One Direction and were like, <laughs> no, we're too famous. And they were like, fuck it, let's get McFly. <clears throat> who unfortunately are named after Marty McFly from Back to the Future. Mm. In 2016, Anne Whittacombe supported the UK leaving the U- EU and even returned to politics as a member of the Brexit Party, later called Reform UK. We all know how well that turned out. Yes. The party was co-founded by Nigel Farage, a UK politician- oh, known for being a racist wanker and also being a supporter of former US President Donald Trump. Nigel Farage is basically the master of, uh, I mean, is w- <laughs> without any of the planning and uh, success. Or the yeah. funny things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he is just like a terrible person who people voted for, mm-hmm. even though he didn't really have many po- yeah. many actual policies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's the, he's the actual master in real life and not the character of the master where everyone's like, oh, I really like the master. Yeah. You know. But in both cases, Anne Whittacombe supports them. Yeah, exactly. Lovely. Exactly. Meanwhile, Vivian Rook from the Sunday Mirror weasels another monster Sunday Mirror, uh, a tabloid from the uh, UK. Meanwhile, Vivian Rook from the Sunday Mirror weasels her way into an interview with Lucy Saxon, warning her that Harold Saxon doesn't exist before 18 months previous. This is because the Doctor managed to fuse the coordinates of of the TARDIS. So he couldn't go back and, well, that's why he had to hypnotise her then because she would have never have heard of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but is she is she fully hypnotised? Because the doctor does say, you know, yeah. they, it can't, they, people can't do things that are completely out of normal. No, but she doesn't actually kill anybody. But she does seem to be quite into it. Yeah, I don't think she is, but I don't well, know, when, maybe. When, at the end of the episode when, he, when the doctor says, shall we decimate one-tenth of the uh, Earth's population, she looks like she's really excited. Yeah. Being like, oh, yes, let's decimate them. <laughs> well, it is John Sims. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of sexy. <laughs> Basically, you're saying if you got to have sex with John Sim. Yeah. and yeah. It, But it cost one-tenth of the population. Eh, well, you know, I, can I pick the one-tenth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you'd, you'd, uh, you'd quote Thanos and be like, it is inevitable. <laughs> yes. They're going to die anyway. Uh, whilst talking about Harold Saxon, the doctor notices that Martha is tapping out a rhythm. The master makes a broadcast telling the UK the next morning they will meet the Toclophane, an alien species eager to befriend the human race. He mentions that this will benefit all people of the UK, including medical students, which means he only has to make a reference to time agents and he'd have achieved a trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> I like that 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 is it is definitely like a notice me to the, yeah. to Dr. Tennant. Yeah. Notice me. <laughs> and it's also 
the most ridiculous moment in the episode where he turns the TV yeah. around and there's a giant, like, cartoon stick of dynamite. Yes. It's, like, mm. just straight out of Adam West Batman. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh! All they need is, like, a record scratch and a dog going, oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kapow! <laughs> yeah, he's, he's basically like a cartoon villain at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they escape and Martha contacts her parents. Her father warns Martha to stay away so they go on the run. Good on him because the mum was helping them all the way. I know, she, look, I'm sorry, but I don't like Martha's mother. She's a bitch. It's scary when you got, like, all these people with guns in your house. Yeah. Although I guess it's yeah. your time, you know. If the government tells you that your daughter is into some, like, terrorist stuff, you know, you, you might you might go along just to clear her name. Not our government. The camera <laughs> no, no, go good. <laughs> if ScoMo came round and said Nakia's in a terrorist organisation, I'd say, great, how can I join? <laughs> Is there a fee? Yes. Do I get a membership card and everything? Uh, The family is apprehended except for her brother, Leo, who is in Brighton with his girlfriend and daughter. Uh, Now, this always confused me because Leo says they went down with Boxer, who I always assumed was the child in the stroller, but apparently Boxer is Leo's friend. Right. Oh, okay. They have a daughter, according to one of the Big Finish audios. Yeah, well, I I didn't think that uh, they were when they said with Boxer, that that was the child, because surely when if they would go somewhere, they would go with their child. Yeah. I thought it was Yeah, we dog. went down, but we left We left Boxer at home. <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll, <laughs> she'll be fine. I, I thought it was like more like an exposition thing of like, oh, yes, I'm down here with my girlfriend and my child, Boxer. <laughs> right, right. You remember them, don't you? My sister, Martha, mm-hmm. you know? So have we met Boxer before? No. So that's an unnecessary detail. <laughs> yeah. We don't really get to know much about Leo, and I wonder whether he was- Really, they needed him at all for Martha's family yeah, because they just felt like they need to yeah. throw in an extra thing. It's one of those things where, like, the last time we met him, we knew so little about him that mm. you'd almost think that this was like a couple of seasons later where they were like, "Oh, now we need to give Leo a girlfriend and a and a and a daughter." But it's <laughs> yeah. like it's in the same season, so they knew back then that he, they were going to give him a, a, a daughter, but they don't mention it because it's like, "Oh, we don't need to mention anything about Leo." Oh, you think they write yeah. all the episodes for a season at once? I, I I think they have them all written before they start filming. Right, right, right. Yeah, so because they have to know where it's going, don't they? Yeah, not not like the original series where they were constantly writing. I feel like sometimes they don't know where it's going though. In some of the seasons, some of them just they just make big promise and then like see where <laughs> see where it goes. Sure, well, cl- sure. classically, they were just writing it as they were filming yeah. half of it. I'll yeah. just write the end. Well, now. I guess the BBC who has a bit higher production values than that. As they're going to her parents' house, they're like a high-speed driving to their parents' house. Yes. Uh, the doctor yells out, Corner! Yeah. But Martha's the one driving, and she's driving to her own place. So is is the doctor sa- giving her directions? Yeah, he's just being a typical male. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or alternative theory, he's playing that game where when you go around a corner, you try and squash <laughs> someone. <laughs> What we, do, what we don't see is him going, punch buggy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no returns. I'm surprised he doesn't yell out, red light, <laughs> give way, stop sign. That would have been great if he if he was like, corner, and Martha's like, no, it's it's right up, it's straight <laughs> yeah, up no, here. No, we just going. go straight ahead. What are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, they, there was a detour here at one point because they had roadworks down the way, but no, <laughs> yeah, now yeah, you yeah. can go straight through. It's much quicker. Yeah, you used you used to be able to take a corner here, but you can't anymore. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Mm. She stops the car. She gets out. She explains to the doctor. Yeah. She's yeah. like, 
We could check on the on the map if you want. We can check the map. It'll it'll verify what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. They get out the refidex. Oh, yeah. You're right. You could have taken a corner <laughs> at one point. Yeah. Okay. Sure. The master intercepts Martha's phone call and speaks to the doctor, and we get an epic showdown of mid two thousands mobile phones. Martha's flip phone versus the master's slide phone. Oh no! Flip phones were always better. Yeah, you got to yeah. yeah. flip them up a flip and phone. look yeah. like you meant business. Yeah. Flip phones are so good that they're trying to bring them back. Trying to yeah, do exactly. flip smartphones. Love them. Uh, the doctor knows that the Toclophane are a made-up name, so our ali- aliens are ding, 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 a story told to kids on Gallifrey. Oh, and that old that old story again. That's right. It's either it's either a, a story told to kids on Gallifrey or uh, an approximation of an Earth animal. <laughs> we yes. get a lot of Gallifrey in this episode. Yeah, yeah. It's all Gal. It's it's most, the mo- most Gallifrey we've got in the series so far. I think that's good because as far as we know, Gallifrey's gone at this stage. Yeah. And the master is so excited when the doctor picks up the phone. He's like, oh, it worked. He's here. <laughs> I think he's a little in love with him myself. Yeah, I think so. And that's the thing. Because he's met Martha in the future, he knows that Martha is around. So at any point he could have, like, taken out Martha and her family or infiltrated himself into Martha's family before the doctor was even even around. Why isn't Martha his wife? Yes. Oh, my God. Ooh. They come yeah. back to the yeah, no, everything's normal. It's just, I'll just go uh, see, check on, in on my husband. Oh, my God. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Martha comes back to 2008 and she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm the master's wife. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, I know why that voice was so familiar. It's because- That's my husband. There was this oh. whole plan thing that my husband was cooking up, <laughs> and I'm, I've been a part of it this whole time. Or the other option is she just starts to disappear, like in uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> to the- yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never existed. <laughs> that that would have been such a cruel thing to do to the doctor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because the doctor's been suffering so much, uh, as opposed to Martha, who's been suffering oh, yeah. uh, more in this series. That's true, especially this episode. She's that's really rough for her. Yeah, I think it it is. Uh, the doctor informs the master that Gallifrey is gone, lost in the time war, and the master accounts how he was resurrected by the Time Lords to fight, but ran to the edge of the universe, hiding himself as a human so he wouldn't be found. The master screams a last run down the phone but the doctor has already hung up and the hooby gang run to an abandoned warehouse to hole up and before that just to further the fan love between uh the doctor and the master the doctor says we've only got each other and uh, the master says are you asking me out on a date yeah yeah with a little glimmer of hope in his eyes yes <laughs> just like are you Maybe? Wait until the master turns into Missy and starts snogging everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when they turned the master into Missy, they really got to play around with the master is in love with the doctor. Yeah. He's not complete without the doctor. Very sad for him. <laughs> is all of Doctor Who just showing different people who are in love with the Doctor? That's just yes, every, every character that shows up. What mm. if this character also loved the Doctor? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to find out how the Daleks have secretly been in love with the Doctor all the time. Exterminate. <laughs> Go on a date with me. I liked the classic because no one was in love with the doctor. That's true, yeah. They were just buddies. 
Oh, yeah, buddies. Uh, let's say buddies in air quotes. Sure. Oh, God. Whilst eating some very soggy looking chips, which they say are fantastic, but they don't look fantastic. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a chip expert, by, expert, by the way. Mm. <laughs> the doctor goes through the master's backstory. They grew up together on Gallifrey. Time Lord children stare into the untempered schism and either get inspired, run away, or go mad. The doctor ran and never stopped, and the master was obviously sent mad. How many are sent mad? I mean, that's, this is not the way to treat your children, right? It sounds like there's a two in three chance of something bad happening, and a one <laughs> yeah. in three of like, well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, you got inspired. That's fantastic. Yeah, you say to your kids, so, Jason, you're going to stare into the schism. <laughs> we yeah. may never see you again. You maybe as nutty as a fruitcake, or you could go on to be on the High Council and wear a very high collar. <laughs> How come the Master and the Doctor don't wear those outfits? Why don't they have, like, big leather <laughs> head, head sets? It's like, those things are elaborate. I think it's very hard to have an adventure with an enormously high collar and hat. Just saying, you don't see a lot of bishops going off on big adventures, do you, with the big hat? Oh, I wish I did, though. Imagine <laughs> the adventures of Bishop. <laughs> the adventures of Bishop. He's a, he's a bishop who's also named Bishop, yeah. so it's Bishop yeah. Bishop. Yeah. And he's just running around like his his uh, robes are getting caught and stuff. He keeps dropping his hat like Indiana Jones and having to go back for it. Oh, I wish I wish this adventure was a little bit easier because of my headdress that I have to wear. I don't know what this accent is, but that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's what Bishop sounds like. You're just doing an impression yeah, yeah. of Bishop. He fights with his crook because, you know, they've yeah, got a oh, crook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing could do some damage. Right. Yeah, and and whenever he fights a baddie, he's like, ah, by hook or by crook, <laughs> my crook is going to hurt you. You're going to hell, boy. He's got a companion who's a pirate, and so together they say, <laughs> by hook or by crook, we will bring you to justice. I mean, this just writes itself, this basically. This is incredible. Uh, has, to be, has to be a female pirate. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> and they're, they're a little in love. Oh, oh that's amazing. a forbidden love. Oh, a forbidden mm. love between a bishop and a pirate. Yeah, well, bishops mm. are going to be celibate and pirates. Yeah. I think pirates have a thing of celibacy as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that no one will just, I don't think no one will sleep with them is the thing. No, they're not celibate. Yeah. They just, no one yeah. will sleep with them. They're just smelling. No, I, gen I generally think certain bands of pirates would have a vow sure. of celibacy while they were on the ship. Oh. Probably because there were no women on the ship. Uh, no, I think there were women on the ship. Oh, okay. Yeah, women were bad luck to have on the ship. Well, there were female pirates. Uh, and if you were on a ship is, as a woman at a certain time, you had to bear your breasts. <laughs> right. Well, that would, yeah, that would counteract yeah. the bad luck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Really? This is going to make you safe. Make us all safe. That's right, Nakia, <laughs> now bear your breasts. Oh, <laughs> really? that, that reminds me. It's the time of the podcast where I have to bear my breasts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> ah, this, is for, this is for good luck. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, thank Just you. to make sure we get some downloads. <laughs> Captain Jack gets a communication which leads to the doctor finding out he works for Torchwood. But it's all right. He updated it. Their mission statement isn't necessarily hunting down the Doctor and killing alien species anymore, although if you've watched Torchwood, you remember that quite a few of those aliens on the show ended up dead. Yeah, it's kind of like someone who's like, oh, no, I just love the swastika, like, how it looks. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. cool, yeah, yeah. but actually I'm doing something different with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a historical Completely. symbol. Completely. Right. 
Mm. It was a Hindu Hindu symbol. Uh, that's why I use it. Yeah, for peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. I, that's why I have it on all my clothes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a peace symbol. The communication is an auto email sent by Rook in the event of her death. It leads them to check out the Archangel Network, a mobile phone network that in eighteen months has taken over the entire market. Her transmission that she sends through—it's got some complicated technology uh, with it because when she says. <laughs> I've attached this file, a little thing pops up that says attached file. We don't have that technology at the moment. That would be amazing. You could send video messages and it like pops up relevant things as you're saying. Yeah. Well, I I assume the email has a link because you wouldn't be able to attach an entire video to, you can hardly (laughs) attach an entire video to emails today. That's true, yeah. 25 megabyte limit. What are you doing to me? (laughs) And I love that we see the sort of rotating Earth with all these yeah, things yeah, yeah. around it, and Captain Jack Hartnett is like, "Yeah, look, they've they've got it completely covering the entire Earth." This random three D model, and then they then they look at the blueprint and they're like, "Oh wow, it looks nothing like the three D model they just showed us." <laughs> yeah, it's it's very high tech. I think because I don't is that Martha's laptop? Yeah, have to uh, like yeah maybe. So so yeah so Martha's. Oh la- yeah, it is. It is. It's not like Captain Jack's high tech technology or something. It's just Martha's random laptop that they're showing all this 3D data <laughs> yeah. and, and holo- you know. It's like it's like my mum was watching uh, Bones the other day and they had a literal hologram table <laughs> where they could like interact and touch with it and I was oh, like, oh yeah. Why is anyone bothering with solving crimes when you've got a fucking <laughs> sci-fi technology? technology? You yeah. You're really rich with that. It was so weird. That would be so cool. And they just put it in like an Emmy's office. They were like, yeah, yeah, you, you just have this piece of high-tech technology. The Doctor realises the Archangel Network has been broadcasting the Master's drum signal around the world, subtly influencing people. Using some mid-2000s Earth tech and the three TARDIS keys of the Hoobie Gang members, the Doctor makes perception filter necklaces, making them less noticeable. And this is what the anti-vaxxers are worried about, right? <laughs> this... Sending you signals through the internet oh, sure. on, you know, I mean, of course they are. Bill Gates <laughs> is desperate to know what I'm up to and he will do anything. This is yet more proof, more and proof more that proof. John Sims is God and <laughs> yeah, anything he exactly. appears in becomes true later on. He predicted right. anti-vaxxers, that's right. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> we just need to get rid of the internet and then we'll all be safe. And technically everyone on Earth gets infected by the Archangel Network, mm-hmm. so he predicted yep, coronavirus. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Damn it. The master meets with the US president who demands to lead the conversation with the Tokla. Did we miss the bit where the master loves Teletubbies? <laughs> oh, yes. A, yeah, yeah. He's flipping yeah. through the news and oh, he yeah. finds the Teletubbies. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's quite TVs funny. in their stomach. Was... That's evolution. <laughs> what? <laughs> if this was a classic episode, we'd find out the, at the end that his entire plan was just to install TVs in people's stomachs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or to be a Teletubby. <laughs> he, he just wants everyone to be Teletubbies. Do you think maybe the line, that's evolution about the Teletubbies, uh, is a reference to who the Toclophane actually are? Yeah. I think probably. so. Mm. I think so. I get it now. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't just be a random comment. Oh, yeah. Well, it could be. Yeah. But could then be. again, that that's Russell T. Davies and pop culture. It's great. Yeah. Because yeah. then they go, it's getting so close. And the master's like, all right, calm down. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I know the entire human race is getting destroyed, but whatever. The Master and the President, which honestly is a sitcom I would watch. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Head to the aircraft carrier, the Valiant, and the Hoobie Gang use the Vortex Manipulator to teleport there. And the, the president yes. asks the master if he's taking the whole thing seriously. And clearly he wasn't listening to the master's masterclass on when something yes. is serious and when something is funny because <laughs> he had his angry face on. Yeah. But also, he is joking around, so obviously is not taking it seriously That's true, at all. No, yeah. yeah, it does seem to be a rhetorical question. But, but that was the same in the in the master class. It seemed like he was joking around in the master class as well. Yeah, so that's why mm. you gotta you gotta pay attention to the facial expressions and not the tone and not the jokes. It's all about the mm-hmm. facial expressions. But I think that I think the U.S. president is waiting until there's a two for one on the master's uh, right, yeah, master yeah. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to um, pay full price. Yeah, yeah. You can get a free trial, I think. But then after that, it's very oh, okay. expensive. Those master classes. Yeah, and Americans Americans don't get English humor, so that he's probably never going to go <laughs> to true. it. So you know, you can do the the master's master class in humor, Stephen King's master class in writing, yeah. uh, <laughs> David Mamet's master class <laughs> in writing. I don't know why they're all writers. These are the ads I get on Facebook. Yeah, basically. there's lots yeah. of writing. Ones. Mm. Mm. Neil Gaiman's masterclass on writing. Yeah, 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 mm. exactly. On writing Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Hoobie Gang find the TARDIS, but it's been cannibalized to create a paradox machine, which the Toclophane have been waiting for. Which is no. is, is it basically just a bomb. It just destroys the solar system, didn't you say? Oh, if if they try and deactivate oh, it, if without, they try and deactivate yeah. it, okay. because the yeah. actual machine we find out le- in the what next it does episode, later, what, yeah. it, what it does, yeah. yeah, yeah. But so we can't shut it down immediately. They're like, oh, it'll blow up everything. Yeah, convenient. <laughs> the Doctor can't shut it down so they head to the main room where he tries to stop the master by putting a key necklace on him, reversing the Archangel network. When they get into the room where the president is speaking live on air, the doctor starts blathering on, but it's not like the perception filter makes them silent, just less noticeable. Yeah, that's what I don't get. (laughs) Yeah, so surely the cameras and everyone in the room would be like, hey, can you shut up, please? It's kind of like a global (laughs) moment happening here. (laughs) Whoever that is, shut up. Also, the cameras aren't under the perception filter, so they mm. would still pick up the sound. Yes, right. I don't know. But would yeah, the perception filter carry through the cameras so then when it comes out <laughs> the other side, you would still not really notice it? Sure, maybe. Let's say that. Yeah, let's yeah. say that. Let's go with that. Uh, don't uh, think check. about it too hard. <laughs> this is another thing that it's influenced. Tenet, it's the movie where you don't think about it too hard because uh, otherwise it doesn't really make sense. Same thing here. Yeah. So um, it's, and I, and I like to refer to the movie Tenet as Dr. Tenet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Very one much. of the one of the great things is that my husband, who can't follow the plot of a Steven Seagal movie, watched Tenant. <laughs> I said, "So what happened?" He went, I'm, "He said, I've no idea. I've no idea at all." Oh, really? Because I always describe Tenant as as a sci fi person. I was tricked into watching a Bond movie. Yeah, it was a very ah. Bond movie. And 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 I read articles being like, oh, here's here's what happened, and I was like, really? Because they explain it multiple times, I know. really slowly. It is mm. like there's so much exposition throughout the whole movie. Yeah, a lot of people were saying that the villain's motivation was unclear, but literally every time he's on screen, he explains his motivation. It's like exactly. beating you over the head with it. It's not very good motivation, <laughs> but he does say what it is. Is he trying to delay the Magna Carta? I think that's yeah, exactly. what he was trying yeah, to do, yeah. basically, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. The minute my husband sat down to watch Tannen, I just left the house because he would <laughs> he would be asking me that many questions. Yeah. I'd just get yeah. out. Mm. Who is, who's Tennant? Oh, well, that's Dr. Tennant. That's, he's <laughs> in the Doctor Who. 
Uh, the Tokla Fane appear exactly when the president introduces them. So either they're very good at their cues or it's sheer luck that they weren't a couple of seconds early or late. Mm-hmm. Listen, you know the master. He loves a show, right? <laughs> he loves a countdown clock. He loves. He'd, he would have it down to the minute. Yeah. All right, let's try this one more time and five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> yeah, they had yeah. to do a few takes of that. You've come in early again. <laughs> The whole world is watching as Brennan's like, and here they, oh, no, you're a bit little early. Let's try it again. <laughs> I thought it'd be like Big Brother where it's like, please don't swear, you're live on TV. Mm, I thought it was really good. The Toclophane ask for the master who reveals himself to humans by ordering the alien species to, uh, let's say, zap the president. Because I, mm. I don't want to write down what actually happened and I don't want to say it on this podcast because I might get put on a list. <laughs> Aha, uh-huh. right. Zap. Good word. Yeah, zap. Mm. Let's say zap, shall he we? He gets real mm-hmm. zapped. He <laughs> gets super zapped, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting super zapped later today if anyone wants to join. For <laughs> 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 20 blazers. <laughs> Before he gets super zapped yeah. and they're asking for the master and he says, I... I, c- I can be master if you so wish. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's a nervous dom in the bedroom. Like, uh, yeah, I, exactly. I, c- I can be master. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's try it sure, out. Sure, I, w- I will be your master. He goes, I will d- have mastery over you if God wills it. <laughs> if God wills it. <laughs> if God wills it for me to be the, the dom, then yes, I will be the dom. <laughs> and that's the worst thing you want, isn't it? A hesitant dom. Yeah, hesitant yeah. It's dom, a bit. Yeah. I mean, know? he's learning. He's learning. You know, yeah. He's, yeah. You yeah. Start He'll somewhere. get into it. He'll warm up, yeah. Yeah, so what would you like? me to do oh just just sit down are you comfy is everything all right (laughs) whenever i'm in the bedroom like my hero the bishop i ask what god wills Mm, mm, yeah (laughs) and i just do that (laughs) and the pirate says (laughs) (laughs) yeah the best part is that even in the bedroom he uses his catchphrase by hook or by crook (laughs) (laughs) and it is by hook or by crook and i i choose both (laughs) by hook and by crook please and then the, the pirate comes in and is like all right, Bishop, let's get this done. <laughs> yes. I Actually, I can see this now. I do think they both turn up and say, by hook and by crook, we will take <laughs> you down. Ah, it's the Bishop. Knock his hat off. I just would like to see that. And they say they say the same thing in the bedroom. Yeah, you can tell it's got mm. legs because we've already done the fan fiction where they've uh, had sex <laughs> yeah. with each other. <laughs> Uh, fan fiction. Uh, this is oh, this, this is, is episode two. Show, thank yeah. you. Yeah, this is in the main show. It goes there's a, great, there's a big great. adventure, and then at the end, a very kinky sex scene. So what we're doing is writing a graphic novel for what Pornhub. That is true. Is no, that we're, it? no, we're writing a uh, Alan Moore graphic novel. Is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to say it's inspired by uh, James Bond, and every one of his movies ended with like, "Well, no, I'm going to bang <laughs> this babe." I think it's more Indiana Jones. I'm gonna <laughs> sure. <yeah. laughs> Less banging. Who, remember, basically kidnaps a young boy and renames him Short Round. So <laughs> Yeah. True. <laughs> Not the but he's very model. happy. It's like, I'm sure that boy has a name, guys. I like to skip the second movie for a number of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Over over the fourth movie, you like to skip the second movie? Yeah. You, you I do. love the fourth 100%. movie. 100%. Yeah. I would prefer, I prefer the fourth movie. I'll say it here. Tweet me. Really? Tweet me. I haven't watched those movies in a while, so I, I can't... Uh, the third uh, one is the best one. And there is sex in that one. Oh. Yes. Well, you don't see it. You don't, you don't see it. There's no, there's no penetration on screen. 
<laughs> Surprise. Oh, well, I'm not watching that shit then. <laughs> Steven, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas sat down and went, should, should there be penetration? I don't know. Go for the penetration. Because you know the bishop and the pirate have penetration. <laughs> yeah, so, Perhaps. Yeah, We've got to keep up with the times here. Yeah. By hook or by crook. God wills it. First one is still my favourite. Because I, no, and the I first love one the is ca- amazing as Karen well, yeah. Allen's character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the bishop pulls out a crook that has a dildo on the end and is like, <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right, I'm getting out of here. The master wasn't fooled by the perception filter. The doctor is captured and Captain Jack rushes at the master, but is cut down by his laser screwdriver because who'd have Sonic? <laughs> oh, no. That's so 2007. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when the doctor tries to rush the master to put the thing, it was it was the worst attempt ever. He he wasn't yeah. putting his all into that uh-huh. at all. He was just like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Basically, when the master stands up, it's like, okay, this plan has failed. You can't reach him now. Yeah. It's not very good. When he was sitting in the chair, maybe you had a chance. Yeah. Why leave it so late? Yeah. It turns out that the master got Tish the job with Lazarus. His laser screwdriver has the same technology and the master uses it to age the doctor by 100 years, turning him into a very old man, even though the fourth doctor says he was 700 years old, meaning an average of almost (laughs) 200 years per regeneration. But sure, 100 years makes him look like an old man. I think the makeup is so good. Oh yeah, it is. Good. It was amazing. I was, I was actually like, wait, is that a different? Have they got a different actor in? But then yeah. I was like, no, that's just Gee, a really good. good age makeup. And it really does up the stakes because you're like, uh, what, what, what's going to happen now? He goes even older in the next episode, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He becomes okay. he becomes Benjamin Button basically. Yeah. He becomes like yeah. a very small man. I have vague memories of of back when I watched. It. I've only watched pretty much every episode once, except for maybe Blink. I might have watched multiple times. Uh, some of the Christmas episodes I've watched multiple times. Yeah. He he becomes like Yoda size. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And Benjamin Button came out in 2008, so that means oh John my Sim goodness. also oh my predicted Benjamin God. Button. John oh my Sims. God. John Sims is God. We've, we've That's yeah, it. found out. Uh, well, the census is this week, so are we all going to write in <laughs> yes. that John Sims John is God? Sims. Yeah, yeah, that's our Therefore religion. invalidating our census. Yeah. Mm, that might my, my religion. John Simeon. <laughs> it doesn't invalidate your whole census, does it? They just ignore that. No, question. but yeah, but they then and they mm. can also fine you if if uh, if you lie on the census. So, really? Yeah. Mm. So you might want to go back and redo the census then. No, I've so. I've uh, ended in everything wrong. <laughs> you said you were John Sims. I said right? I was John Sims. <laughs> I said my favorite TV show was the, the Bishop and oh. <laughs> the Adventures of Bishop. <laughs> You wrote a synopsis for The Bishop, yeah. yeah. I attached my screenplay. Uh, I'm embarrassed because I said David Tennant was in my house during census, so. <laughs> you mean Dr. Better Tennant? Get yeah, rid did of you it. put his. Dr. Uh, Tennant. His legal name, the, Dr. Tennant? Yeah. Legal name, Dr. His title, Tennant. Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> the Paradox Machine is ready, so here come the drums. The 2005 song Voodoo yeah. Child by the Australian band Rogue Traders. Great song. Oh, it is a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're back together, apparently. Oh, really? With um, yeah. the same lead singer? Because she was Natalie, good. Natalie Bath- Bathingwaite. Yeah, they, they had a few yeah. years where they, they didn't have her, but she's back. Yeah, I love that song. A rift opens in the sky, letting in six billion toclophane who decimate one-tenth of the Earth's population. Captain Jack gives Martha his vortex manipulator and with a word from the Doctor, Martha teleports to safety to see the Toclophane attacking Earth as the credits roll. I know, and you I remember watching it thinking, what the hell is poor Martha going to do against yeah. all this? Also, there's not much support for her in the room as she's making the decision to teleport out. Everyone seems yeah. to be looking at her like, what the fuck? Don't, don't go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get going, bitch. <laughs> it, I, I kind of get from her family of them being like, 
How come you haven't teleported yet? Oh, teleport. Okay. okay. I was, teleport, <laughs> goddamn. I was getting the opposite. I was getting like, wait, wait, are you going to leave? Don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to die because of you. We all have to die together, Martha. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I've got I've got a meeting. I've got to get to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm, out, sorry, I'm out of here. Got to go catch up on episodes of The Adventures of Bishop. Mm. Yeah, she already knows that the uh, Vortex Manipulator can telepate, teleport more than one person. So why doesn't she grab the Doctor and Jack and be like, let's all teleport out? They're too weak. They're useless. <laughs> yeah. The Doctor's an old man now, <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least take Jack because he can die and get up and die and get up. Every time <laughs> someone kills you, you can throw Jack in front of you. Yeah, and exactly. You're you're safe. So, Jack, uh, you will go first into any situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this could be a trap, Jack. Off you go. <laughs> yes. uh, is this because I'm really good at my job? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's mm. It is. Mm. yeah. Jack, uh, I'm Sharon Osborne. My dogs are inside my building. <laughs> Pop in. I like the way that the master announces uh, the Tocklethane coming in. It's like, basically, um, end of the world. It's very, yeah. very. Mm. Very in keeping with his character. Yeah, John Sims uh, really just chews up the scenery and, oh, and yeah, anything he's in. He's so in this. He's fabulous. Uh, all right, as we always do, we like to give the episode a score out of five, one being the worst and five being the best. Nakia, would you like to go first? Yes. I'm glad I went back and rewatched this because I had at the end of when I was watching it, kind of got a bit sick of uh, Russell T Davies or just a bit annoyed with him. Sure. So it was really good to go back and watch it. I really enjoyed it and I'm giving it a four out of five. Ooh. Mm, I really, really enjoyed it. Reese, I was also thinking a four out of five because, yeah, it's, a, it's really good. It's very exciting, which you want from a semi-final, is that what they call it? <laughs> so, uh, and uh, it's got lots of funny moments throughout. Uh, it's, it's sort of exactly what you want for the episode before a finale episode. Mm. Yeah, and I'm also going to give it a four. I remember um, this episode and the next episode being two of like my favourite episodes to watch when the show was on, but I haven't watched this episode in a while. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It hasn't held up quite as well as I remember it in, in my mind, but it's still a great episode. It's still you know got a lot of lot of things happening. And uh, and yeah, John Sims Master absolutely makes this entire episode. It's so fantastic. So four out of five. Yeah, ab- absolutely. If you haven't watched State of Play... I really enjoy State of Play, John Sims. Okay. That. We great. could also use State of, State of Play as one of the episode titles for The Bishop. So. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. I uh, like that. City State of Play, which is the Vatican. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> I can't wait to start getting The Bishop, get, getting a bit of flesh on that. <laughs> I can't wait for us to start working on The Bishop and then get a cease and desist from The Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm working on. We don't have towards. copyright over bishops. Yeah. <laughs> we can do what we want. And he's not in the Vatican. He's he's a he's, he's in Brisbane. Yeah, he's in the in the Natican. Yeah. <laughs> he's a Natican. Yeah, he's a freelance bishop. That's why he can have sex. Yeah. He's the Bishop of Brisbane. <laughs> a freelance bishop. I love that. That's that's his title. The Adventures of Bishop, the Freelance Bishop. The freelancer. <laughs> what they do anyway everybody who comes on the podcast we ask them what they would or what their time lord name would be so the doctor picks the doctor because he's do no harm be courageous help people adam is 
the nerd. The nerd, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Because he just picks things to pieces to annoy you. Mm-hmm. My, I'm the commander, which my family gave <laughs> me that. Uh, my husband always asks lots and lots of inane questions, so we call him the Inquisitor. Nice. So it's got to be a really good. good it's, well, it's got to like be that. something that either is a part of your personality, or it could be what you aim to be. Yeah. So uh, Matt Ford picked the decent, and uh, Chris Martin is the awkward, awkward charmer. charmer. I might be the games master. Ooh, because I really like games, <laughs> and I and I like to design games and play games and and quizzes and things like that. So that's what I would go with. So as the games master, we yeah. jump in the TARDIS. We, yeah, we go on our adventure. We land. We get out. We've got the nerd. We've got the commander. We've got the games master. What does the games master bring to our adventure as we're fighting the baddies and righting wrongs? I'm leisure time, so whenever oh, <laughs> whenever we need okay. to decompress, I've got like the the hot new board game. I like that. Based on the adventures we've just gone on, I've come up with some sort of fun game we can play. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Oh, great! So we can get PTSD by reliving what we've been through. That's Fabulous. right. <laughs> but in in a fun, lighthearted way. Oh, or you you could distract the baddies. With your, with your games. I love the meta moment where you pull out the Doctor Who RPG and you're like, <laughs> let's right. play this. Yeah. It's got all of us in it. <laughs> <laughs> so the Games Master, I like it. Thank and whenever, whenever we meet a new alien, rather than sort of just uh, expositing about them, I ask trivia questions to see if people can get them. <laughs> oh, I like that. So basically I'm just kind of annoying, but, you know, sort what of fun. What is your favourite colour? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say what is your favorite color? That's not a trivia question. No, but it, I was I was I was trying to quote the uh, questions from Monty Python. Oh, uh, right, yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Reese could sit down and play a game of uh, Janitor Number Three with them. You know, yeah, I could. Yeah, oh, Janitor Number yeah. Three. That's a game I, I invented. Oh, wow! It's very fun. You you go to an IMDb page of a movie and you read the character names from top to bottom, and everyone else has to guess uh, what movie you're talking about. And so you start off with things like Janitor. Janitor number three. Yeah. Cake guy. <laughs> I like And I, I managed to get the Shawshank Redemption because there were two different time periods of prison guards. Yeah. Oh, um, God. First prison guard. It was either a movie that takes place over a long period of time or a time travel movie. Mm. Oh, gosh. Wow. That, uh, that's a really good idea. It's a fun game. Sim- similar to the uh, Doug Loves movies. That's right. Yeah. They, they it's, a, it's a twist on that. Yeah. Mm, I like it. The Leonard Moulton game, I believe that's called. Ah, All right. Thank you very much for joining us, Reese. Thank you so much for having me. Reese, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Yeah, I'd like to plug my birthday. That's coming up real soon. uh, Thank you so much. Uh, I also do two-person improvised comedy in Brisbane uh, with Jim Reynolds uh, under the name Culprits. So like Culprits on Facebook. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Reese Makes Words. You can find me on Facebook at Reese Makes Things. And the things that I'm making are like games or comedy things. Uh, and I may potentially have a podcast out at that time. Ooh. If not, follow Reese Makes Things or Reese Makes Words on Twitter and you'll get the updates. But I'm uh, potentially doing a podcast with... Fellow improviser, uh, Brisbane improviser, Imogen Behan Willett. And it's a podcast where we attempt to make the perfect podcast. So we'll have to have you guys on for tips and advice, uh, obviously, at some point. Because this, this has been a perfect podcast. Right? I think oh, yeah. so. I th- I, yeah. and, it's, and it's such a shame that we did the perfect podcast episode on this podcast because uh, we have to do it on the other podcast in order to save mm. our souls from the devil. 
Um, so, <laughs> well, I thought you were the devil. No, yeah, actually, I, I, I can see why you made the mistake. It's actually my brother mm. who is uh, possessed oh. by the devil, oh. and we made a deal, much like the devil went down to Georgia. Mm. Oh, uh, where we we bet our soul that we could make the perfect podcast, and that's yeah, what we he, did. he went down. He went down to Georgia and got you a shirt that said, "My brother is the devil," and he went down to Georgia, and all <laughs> and I got all was, I got was this lousy shirt. shirt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so that may or may not exist. <laughs> <laughs> We will edit this accordingly. But uh, yes. definitely, well, e- even if it doesn't exist at the time, it may come out. So I think just put it out into the ether, r- okay, regardless sure. of whether it exists. <laughs> but definitely like culprits on Facebook. That's my main gig okay. at the moment. And you can also find Reese Makes Things on YouTube as well. Oh, Reese Makes Moving Pictures on YouTube, but I, I'm, oh. I'm not really doing YouTube so much. I'm, I'm on TikTok, though, at Reese oh. Makes Clips. All right. Well, thank you, Reese, for joining us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a video that an Olympian commented on. So, oh, wow. Yeah, well go. done. Uh. Yeah, he came eighth in swimming. Mm. Mm. One of the lesser known Olympians. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I knew an Olympian so I could make a joke about it, but I don't. <laughs> I think his name is Craigor Zant. So pretty cool. There what a you name. Go. Yeah, it's a great mm. name. What was what was the clip about that he commented on? Uh, it was it was I was doing a, a comedy commentary of a swimming event, and he oh, right. was in the oh. uh, clip that I yeah. It's it's the only video on there that's done well, and it's got two hundred eighty thousand views at the moment. Uh, oh wow! All okay. of my other ones have only got like a hundred views. So. Yeah. Was, wow. was his comment cease and desist? His comment was, hey, that's me in lane eight. <laughs> I didn't watch the full he, video. He didn't but... really engage with the comedy <laughs> aspect of the video at all, no. He just goes and finds videos that have him in it. He's yeah. like, hey, that's me in lane eight. Yeah. <laughs> that's me coming last. Woohoo. But anyway, basically what I'm plugging is look at Craig Zant's TikTok. Uh, he's, got some, yeah. he's got some great observational humor about being an Olympic swimmer on there. <laughs> I, I would love it if, if it was like TikTok was like Facebook where it's like it just goes, you might be tagged in this video. Do you want to make a comment <laughs> about how you might be tagged in this video? Yeah. Oh, God. You can catch the hosts on Facebook at Nakia Shoot Comedy and Adam O'Sullivan Comedian. D4WH is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. The podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and many more. Nakia also hosts Neighbourhood Watching with Beck and Nick looking at the weird and wacky neighbours just over the back fence, available where all podcasts are. Adam regularly works with Big Fork Theatre in Brisbane. You can find him in some of the online shows on the Big Fork YouTube channel and also has sketches in the Get It In Ya podcast. If you enjoy D4WH, please consider jumping onto our Patreon and donating. We release episodes early and for as little as $5 a month, We release mini episodes in between our normal episodes. D4WH is part of the Nerd Infinite, which can be found at thenerdinfinite.com. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Reese. Until next time, keep searching the skies for the Doctor. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks, Reese. Bye. Thank you so much. This has been a production of the The Nerd Infinite. And then the sound of dragons spitting fire and stuff. What? Why are you looking at me like that?